0: yo, this is Jared, and I'm coming back with season two, I guess, of my podcast, Suspending Disbelief. I've got Trevor Dahl back in the house. He is one of my all-time best friends and one of the most profound and spiritual people I've ever met in my entire life. We have become very close, and he essentially fuels me whenever I'm low spiritually he's always there connecting me back in i really appreciate that about him anyway this conversation is it's pretty long but i very much so encourage you to try to listen to it and uh we we talk about being an artist and creativity and its relationship to spirituality and and what it means to him to be a creator and an artist and a spiritual person and we also talk a lot about salt lake city's art scene and uh if you're not from Salt Lake, that's fine. I think listening to it is interesting in a like in a symbolic way of of how culture evolves within a city, and um, you know how art and artists affects civilization and society. Uh, I'm very excited about this. It really pumped me up when I re-listened to it. It made me feel inspired and encouraged to continue making my art and my music. So I hope it does the same for you. And let's jump into it. All right. Welcome back to, uh, welcome back, Trevor, to Suspending Disbelief thank you I, yeah dude don't don't interrupt me <laughs> Just... <laughs> um so for everyone listening trevor Dahl, he is one of my best friends in the whole world and we met and i love telling people this i don't know if you know i tell people this but we we met working together at a nonprofit teaching teenagers uh art stuff and but we became friends because A bunch of people were dogging on i think it was prayer or like christianity and uh and you like were like i pray every day and i was like this guy and i knew you weren't talking they all gave me the stink eye yeah they (laughs) did they did and i was like this guy's so brave so humble (laughs) (laughs) and so i i I swear to god i like went up to you and was like i know you don't mean what they think you mean tell me what you actually mean um and that's how we became good friends Was because I saw you stick up for your own beliefs in a, in a group of people that it was isolating and alienating of you to do so. And I thought that that was really cool hmm. because I was like, he actually believes it. Like he knows what he believes and he stands up for it. And I'm into that. And so then we became very good friends over the last, what, it's been like three years or something? yeah maybe more i don't know maybe more. who cares? <laughs> here we are um, and uh and so for everyone listening uh i I get a lot of my thinking out, a lot of cool insight we're kind of opposite personalities in a way that um, that really accentuate each other 's shadow, and so it's really a, a fun friend to have and he is a an amazing painter. The reason I like you as a painter is because you've changed my understanding of what being an artist is which i used to think it was about the product the finished piece of art and you've really taught me about the the process the wax on wax off of it all of like the the art where it comes from the place you are in psychologically and spiritually when you make the art is what makes you an artist in a certain way or it is what um, you're capturing with the piece of art is almost a a lived experience, not not a product. And I think that you've really shown me that with how you live your life. And um, and I guess maybe I'd love to start with. Um, I want to talk more about that, about your philosophy. Hmm. As being, like, the philosophy of the life of the artist. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. Th- thanks for saying all that. Yeah. You're
0: welcome.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's something that I realized myself. Because, I, th- you know, I'll catch myself thinking, like, what's the best idea that i can have for a painting or a piece of art like i used to like i always had a goal that back before i was an artist i was like
0: if i was gonna
1: do art it would be to to try to convey some sort of religious experience because that was the most important thing to me was my kind of spiritual experiences Hmm. and i And so I always, I spent a lot of time studying religions. And was this
0: like post Mormonism?
1: Yeah, this is post Mormon, pre artist. So I was like in college studying music, and you know, I drew a lot when I was a child, but kind of forgot about all that for many years, probably a decade. Yeah. So I'm in college, like thinking about that, and so when I I spent a lot of time studying and thinking if I learned like how to read, you know, ancient texts and symbolism and understand the, you know, esoteric things that I would be able to channel that into, into my music or artwork or whatever, try to like convey some sort of like spiritual truth or something through like a strategic approach. But then I realized that, um, it's more of like what is the state of being that I'm in creating the art, that's gonna come through. So if I'm having a religious experience making the piece of artwork, right. um, it doesn't matter what the image is really. I don't need to have a good idea.
0: Right.
1: If I'm in the flow and I'm connected to, you know, the source or whatever that's yeah. coming from, then uh, I don't really need to worry about anything.
0: Right, so it became less of like this um, conscious um, accumulation of like tools and knowledge, knowledge and symbols. Right. And, yeah. Which uh, Did you ever feel like it was uh, doing the opposite of what you thought it would do? Get in the way of creating? The more knowledge you had, the more tools you had, the less I don't know you're satisfied okay I just asked because with music like 100% I felt like the, I had to lose all the theory I had learned to sort of free myself I think it's helpful to learn
1: stuff you know it's like it's good to like read myths and learn about different stories and um, for me my approach wouldn't be to like consciously re-update a myth. It's more of like let me free draw and see what comes out and just kind of trust that the myth will come through in in an updated form unconsciously.
0: Yeah, and when we're talking about myth I don't know if people really understand it. Like we're kind of jumping up a layer. Okay. um, Which is fine but I'm curious to define it a little bit for people that are listening. It's like there's this uh, story that's informing society and the artist's job is to become conscious of it and or even just bring it into consciousness via their art, uh, meaning what the society is missing, the job of an artist, in my opinion, is to make aware the shadow of the society in a certain way and bring back into consciousness what's been dismissed or something new. I think of artists as like Going into the forest, into the darkness, into the unknown. And marking out more territory of consciousness. Exploring, marking out consciousness, and then society slowly moves into where the artists have been. Both psychologically and physically. Like, this is how gentrification works in cities, too. Mm -hmm. The artists move into unknown territory. Uh, That's probably a bad way to say it, but where artists move is usually where it's cheap to live because artists don't make a lot of money in a society that doesn't value art. And then there's, or, the, or maybe that's, I don't know. I'm making a lot of assumptions, but sure. <laughs> it's interesting in context of the gentrification process of artists going in and making something livable and beautiful for then the yuppies the young business people to come in and then they make it more expensive and then the artists get driven out into other unknown territory. This happens psychologically too, I would say.
1: Yeah, that's cool, Parallel. Like, I think we have the, either the vision or the drive to create um, with or without a vision, but... Uh, You go and you kind of cultivate and nurture uh, chaos and whether that's like ideas kicking around in your head or like a dusty, grimy warehouse and you go in and you just try to make it nice and turn it into something. What are the things here that we can make with
0: Right. That's literally what you've been doing with Oddstar Studios, which I want to put uh, a pin in that and come back to that same yeah. idea, because I, I do this, I ask a question and then I pull you way far away from it. But back to like the philosophy of being an artist, you were seeking out tools to share your experiences and realized, oh, I just need to be having more experiences whilst making art. That's kind of where you were at
1: yeah um yeah so for a while i was like um you know if i can i like the drawing phase the the, and i like to use committing tools like a marker or pastel or something so there's no turning back there's no erasing and i try to like say yes to the first image that
0: comes to me. You were telling me just the other day about the image coming to you and I had never heard it this way before because I do not experience life this way. You were talking about looking at a blank canvas and then seeing and then tracing out an image. Yeah. Does that always happen? No, not always. But yeah,
1: I like to stare at the canvas until I kind of Yeah, it probably usually happens, unless I try to get into, like, um, extroverted sensing and just start drawing first, and then it kind of starts emerging, yeah, and then you kind of, like, trying to steer it a little bit, but...
0: I think of, like, the function of staring at clouds and seeing images pop out of it. That's essentially what you're doing. Like, I bet... Do you use the textures of the canvas Uh sometimes? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, like there's kind of
1: patterns and maybe there's like a discoloration or something that will play into the image that is becomes seen yeah. in the mind's eye. But yeah, I kind of look at this thing and then I'll see an image and then my brain will try to like talk me out of it sometimes. Like, no, oh, that's not good enough. There's a better idea or something here. There's a better way to spend your time, but like, that's kind of the, the journey of like catching yourself and like going for the first image because you really have no idea what it's going to do. It's just really this jumping off point. Like you're going to mess up your drawing. You're going to do a line in an unexpected way. And it's totally taking on a life of its own now that Mm -hmm. it's entering the material plane. Yeah. Um, but that jumping off point and doing that with like faith and confidence is really important to me. And that's where the magic is. And so I really try to cultivate like a faithful mentality of like, and it it's hard, it's hard for me. So like a lot of times that's where the praying comes in into my practice is like praying to God, like whatever comes through my hand is the perfect right thing to happen right now. like trust that
0: what's going to come through is the right thing i'm curious for people who because i know what you mean by god meaning that you don't mean one particular thing maybe or like at any point in time we could talk about a different aspect of what god is but i feel like a lot of people who are listening might not actually understand what our relationship to that word is being post-mormon and post christian in in a sense, utilizing the symbolism of Christianity in a in a helpful way for us that isn't necessarily Catholic or Protestant or.
1: Yeah, I, I'd say, to me, God is just the creative,
0: the creative, energy, the creative source, like the organizing principle where life, unknowingly comes from like we don't know why it's here and why it's organizing itself into more and more complex systems yeah yeah just the
1: it's pure creation yeah it's um, whether it's like a singular point that everything is emanating from on some sort of universal level or it's just this ambient layer of creative uh, static I don't know, but yeah, it's just a creative function.
0: I think of like a torrent. Like for anybody that struggles with these kinds of concepts, it's like this, we know that there's this evolution or like this drive. We see plant life evolving. We see trees. We see animals. We see this movement towards more and more successful systems of life that is being driven by some feedback loop or something that is being informed by its environment and then updating, informed, update. And there's a a way that our consciousness steps out of that, the fall of Adam or the Buddha leaving the garden or whatever. There's this distancing from what I would like to consider like the instinctual mind or the million or billion or two billion year old mind that has successfully reproduced all the way till now, like there has not been a single failure to get to where we are now with me and you as physical, biological beings, not a single failure of reproduction for billions of years, right? And so there's something you can realign with that is more intelligent than our consciousness. That you're, when you say the second, you see the image and then the second thought is it's not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting cuz that's like a a great picture of like intuition and instinct maybe and then the the criticizing ego. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the relationship between you the artist, you Trevor, the ego and the source of where the stuff is coming from. Yeah. You know? Right. So when I'm when
1: I can really be in that faithful place where I just say yes to it immediately and don't ever question it, then that feels to me like connection with God or the divine source of creation. And that's like the best feeling on earth. Right. And that's
0: what I'm buying when I buy your art. Yeah. And that's
1: what I dedicate my whole life to as an artist is getting closer to that feeling and centering everything around that and in that weird sense like unexpectedly drawing and art has become my religion Mm. you know I didn't think that would I was like oh I'm like a spiritual guy like maybe I can make art to like explore that and like maybe share that and now it's just like if I'm not making art I'm disconnected. Right. And when I'm feeling weird or I'm disconnected and not full of joy and peace and love, it's usually because I'm not making art. i doing like too much office work and emails and stuff. And I'm not getting into that creative moment yeah. where I generate a new thing and I align with that source.
0: Right. So this is amazing in context of like, Being an artist has nothing to do... Like, when people say, like, oh, I'm not really an artist. I haven't painted in five years or whatever. But the... They're... I think they're... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I want to hear what you were going to say. If they're not being creative, they're not being an artist, but... Well, I was going to say, maybe they've been tapping into those moments and just not capturing them. Or they're... have a different definition of artistry and they would be wrong and No, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i think there's two types of art what you're talking about and then the art of the ego which is coming from an experience which i don't think is a bad i don't mean ego in a negative way i mean a conscious like this is jared's story uh, sure yeah. versus this is god's story this is Jared's story. And most of the time, your art's going to have touches of Jared's story. My, my music that channels, and I get to hear it for the first time, I always put a touch of Jared in there. Uh, how can you not? I mean, it's right. It's the same thing. It's impossible like, not to. I
1: mean, even if I take a more strategic approach to art, um, you are connecting to the creative source
0: yeah, but what if you're making art based off of what politically is happening? Or, you know, like trying to make, try, trying to encompass your political view as your expression of art. Not just I political mean, view, but any type
1: of. Yeah, like commission work, Yeah. client work, Is that or propaganda. I don't think that's art. But
0: I think it's creative. And it doesn't mean you're not an artist if you're doing that. Right. Totally, because a lot of us have to make money. Where people don't, I think artists are ahead of their time often, and so what they're making won't resonate. The moment they capture won't resonate with the viewer for a few years, or maybe ten. Maybe Maybe their entire life. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. That's which is scary because you just have to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's constantly remembering what's what's the core of the whole. Thing and
0: why it's important. Do you think about that? Do you think about maybe what you're doing is going to help five generations from now, and you won't get to see it? I I hope that happens.
1: You know, if I'm relevant in five generations, that'd be crazy. Yeah, it you would know, be, yeah. That that but, would be uh, a that would be a huge success for. I guess for Trevor's ego, but also for the ideas that are living, seeking life through me. Yeah, you know, because they want to live. And, um, but yeah, that is scary when you when you build your whole life around this thing, and there's this purity to it that's like you are accepting that you may never have the stability that you want, or...
0: And I think people look at that as naive. And I think it's not. Like, I always, I thought about this so much, but I started noticing working in the music industry for so many years that the people that make it are the ones that were naive, like, quote-unquote, naively believed in their success that was going to come. But what I realized is that it's not about the success. It's not a naivety, it's a this is all I can do. i think it's devotion it's devotion
1: to that principle
0: right and almost like obviously wanting the success to come but being married to the process yeah and actually creating and cultivating a life of peace right it doesn't really matter
1: right and so that's why i think it's like the artist's
0: life is like the most uh blessed life like but this is so interesting because you talk to most artists and it's like the tortured artist right like he's so brilliant because his mind is so twisted and dark and this and that or they live through this crazy experience and this and when do you know what i'm saying it's very different than what you're talking about well yeah i've wondered about
1: this a lot the archetype of the tortured artist and like i never resonated with that until I said, I realized to myself, if I'm not making art, I'm actually tortured.
0: Mm, Yeah. Mm, That makes sense.
1: But maybe that's a different archetype. I no, don't
0: I don't know. I think that's actually might make sense because that's why the artist creates is because it's there. It's where they, I went to the piano my entire life when I was unsafe. Hmm when I felt unsafe, I don't know if I was actually unsafe or when I was not seen, I'd go to the piano or when I, you know, when my family gets together, I'd go to the piano, go to the piano. That was my, uh, peace of mind. I can sit at a piano anywhere in the world and become full of peace. Yeah. Totally. I feel so like, I'm actually just realizing this as I speak, like I could be in the middle of an airport and if I sit at the piano, I'm home. Yeah. You know, that's cool. Yeah. And I think, uh, so what you're saying makes sense to me that it's, if I just played piano all the time, I wouldn't be tortured. It's the, I think artists find art as a coping mechanism for this crazy experience of being in an ego, being separate from everything. Yeah. And it it hits us a little harder, maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone's got to have a coping mechanism for that, right? Yeah. Everyone has their own things. But for me, I'm so glad that it's art. I mean, I don't know. It's just so much. It's so rewarding. Yeah. And uh, sometimes, you know, I get that through exercise or, like, being in nature Doing like some cool adventure or something, but every single day I can just go sit down at my desk or my easel and and tap in, drop into it.
0: Something about creating something that's tangible is really interesting because you could work out and get feeling really connected in, in your body and really good and um but it doesn't stick around without the effort it doesn't uh, change anybody else's life necessarily if that makes sense so art is sort of transcendent of self yeah Um, I
1: think it's made to share I was talking to somebody last night about this like and we were talking about this Um, I haven't fully hashed this out but I feel like uh, if you're creating stuff and if you're making art and you're never showing anybody, you're not completing the circuit, yeah. the, the inner transformation happens when you show it to somebody, another human psyche like another node yeah. but also the energy that's moving through you that's seeking it's own life um, I don't know to me it just it becomes art when it, you make it and then it resonates with another person
0: Yeah, yeah it's like having a child and they stay a child until you give them up to the world and then they can add to the community but if they right. never
1: you're not gonna have a kid and then lock them up in your house or I hope not right you know that would be really bad <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. please
0: <laughs> for, don't do that. for everybody you know, yeah.
1: for you for them for the people that are that want to experience the joy of children yeah or, you know what I mean not yeah. your own children but
0: yeah want to enjoy the the joy of meeting or yeah, having a community to be a part yeah, of. yeah exactly yeah super interesting you said something about, hmm, I've lost it. I can't remember what I was going to ask you, but I like what we're touching on. It's the kind of the philosophy side, but I'm curious, where you, where do you want to go? What do you, like, I was thinking about, oh, yeah, you had this art show last night uh, that you curated. Yeah. And so there's all this, there's other thing where it's not just about your art, it, now it's turning into the communal art that you are cultivating it. So it's like a abstraction. Um. You're noticing the fruit flies? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where they, they don't even like fruit. I don't know what they are, but they look like fruit flies. I think they're coming from a plant I bought. Uh, Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The communal thing.
1: Well, We, what did we do? Well, start with what Oddstar Studios
0: is in Salt Lake City. Yeah, okay.
1: Um, That, Oddstar, is an art space, art studios, uh, formerly the boxcar. So it's been this building that's housed strange art happenings for years now and it's got this whole lineage of stuff of like history now um but i won't go into that chapter those chapters but like a year and a half ago basically me and 15 other artists um inherited this like defunct art space that was like a 70,000 square foot warehouse just full of craziness random stuff and mostly garbage and
0: and when you say full it's like People don't even realize, like, if you open fold up an I the, Spy*, Full to the brim. Yeah, with, like, little trinkets and stuff. Like, everything you could possibly imagine. Like, if any of you have seen my my piano with all of the little rocks and stuff, it's like, it really is an iSpy book. It's it, the it
1: room in Harry Potter, the room of requirement. Yeah, yeah. And I've seriously had, this happened to me a lot, where I'm like, look, I'm like, I need to find, you know, a saw and a leopard print object, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's some sort a horde of cut, a horde crutch. Anything, you know, yeah. it's like you'll—it's in there. It's yeah. whether or not you can spot it amongst <laughs> all the other things. Right. It's it's madness, but um, when we got in there, this this stuff was um, the artist who who cultivated that he was moving out, relocating. Uh, so he took a lot of his stuff with him then there was a huge estate sale that lasted four months and then, uh, we got left with everything else, which is still like loads of stuff and you can't even walk around in this building. So we kind of just inherited this thing and we decided as artists, we're going to try to make this into our own thing a beautiful thing into something that isn't the box car it's something new and so of our own volition so we renamed it uh the odd star just cuz there's some letter there's a letters on the building that say diamond mattress so we did like i put a bunch of like a scrabble app where it like helps you find words. Oh. So then we I like created a bunch of options what we could make out of those letters and then we voted and was the Odd Star was the winner.
0: The Odd Star can be made with those same exact
1: Just Odd Star. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um we've never changed the letters. It's still uh, says I only noticed
0: mattress. it yesterday for the first time. Really? I've been there a thousand times and I was like, whoa, there's a diamond mas master- like a big neon sign on the side, but it's covered by Trees. the, the Trees and, and yeah. that new bridge. Yeah. Um yeah, I guess the building used to be a mattress
1: factory. But anyways, so we've just been like transforming this space and there's a lot of talented artists and uh all sorts of mediums and uh it's just been a process of like cultivating who's in there, uh what people and crews are going to help this thing grow and and be injecting life into it and we've transformed the whole thing you know well
0: most of it yeah dude i love it it reminds me so much of like i remember you were telling me about this book you're reading about artists in the 60s in new york and how they all knew each other like all the now we look back and it's like whoa those like Jimi hendrix was friends with This person and this person and this person and like uh,
1: it was Patty Smith's book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And I think of this odd star as just like when when everyone's famous, people will look back and be like, "Oh my God, they all came from the same spot." Hmm. Like it feels like that. the The event last night, dude. I was like, "This is it. This is it. This is where the the art is." It's not about the facade. It's not about. Who's cool and who's not cool. It's like, it's about the art. Yeah. And I like that.
1: It was a great vibe last night. And it seriously brings so much joy to my heart to like see that place full of life. Yeah. And New life,
0: too. It wasn't, it was like people I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. And like, we, the whole building, we've painted murals all over the exterior. Inside, we've built a gallery. There's a stage. There's, projection mapping all over there's like extensive sets uh designed it's like yeah
0: it's like you're walking through a movie set almost or like a alternate world and it changes as you go it's like meow wolf i've heard i haven't been there
1: i've heard it compared to that a lot too kind of like roots meow wolf there's burning man camps that have little zones in there where we've invited them in to like curate an area so there's like a bunch of cool old cars back there and um it's just hard to explain yeah you have to yeah you just have to experience yeah. it's fucking magical but now it is functioning as a as a community hub again yeah and the vibe is different i mean
0: it's safe it's loving
1: right it's, it's not like
0: alcohol heavy which i think a lot of art spaces struggle with keeping it safe and professional whilst also being inspiring and fun and
1: anarchical yeah 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 i mean just earlier in that day like down and i Dallin or and i artist at the space we were at uh Umoca dropping off some stuff and we we're like this which is what the-, the uh contemporary art utah yeah. modern utah museum of contemporary art right 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 and we were just commenting on how sterile it felt. Mm, yeah. And we're like, the warehouse is just the opposite thing. It's They're both full of art and theirs is establishment and it's intellectual and and it's really cool. There's a lot of amazing stuff in there. Yeah. And ours is like, the shadow underbelly it's like the heart of the underground
0: i love it dude like your walls are made of art like everything is (laughs) art yeah there's literally no i mean i even made you build i helped you build the the art gallery walls because there was no just straight up white wall right in the entire building yeah yeah
1: all the walls are made out of found objects and junk and set pieces and metal scrap metal and yeah it's, it's a clubhouse.
0: It's yeah. like a fort that a bunch of kids made in a in the most positive way possible. Like yeah. the living on of a dream of the child's. Yeah, totally. Clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's a magical thing to be a part of and uh and we have worked so hard over the last year to bring it back to life and now it's it's living.
0: Yeah. And it's working. Well, I'm stoked. We talked a lot about it a lot, and I want—I kind of want to make sure that you tell the listeners sort of what you know, what you hope to. I want to hear more about your vision and about why. Like you've talked to me about wanting uh, to bring a character into the world that then is seen. Like peanuts or something, right? Like uh, Snoopy or something. Oh yeah. Where there's like this archetype that you birth into the world that is then influence people in a really positive way, bringing to them something that they didn't have before. And I think, I guess, I just want to hear what you want to be. Oh. And maybe that's vulnerable to talk about. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I like vulnerability okay (laughs)
1: um somebody at the show last night was talking to me and they're like you got this huge mural on the outside and and i met them at some arts fair and they had just moved i want it's this these friends that i have one of the guys he's from germany and his uh, partner is from here and i was just telling him how great the art scene is and they're like yeah we're looking for it like I was like, oh yeah, it's alive and well, like come to the odd star. (laughs) And then they're there and they're like, we're just talking the other day. Like the odd star is Trevor (laughs) doll. And I was like, no, you can't say that. But like (laughs) you put a lot of your, I put a lot of energy into that. And and now I'm running space and it's definitely a team effort. Yeah. But, um, but getting into that spot, I was like, "We can bring this space alive and have community here, and hold that container of a shared experience around art, and and me as an as a working artist, kind of as a side. So, this is like a side project to like cultivate community. Cultivate community and. Um, shared experiences around art. And then meanwhile, I'm also making all this art. So I saw them as as a symbiotic effort. And it's hard to balance the two sometimes because running a 70,000-square-foot
0: space is like a lot of work sometimes, and it is definitely not for the money. Well, something that I've noticed about you as well since I met you at at SpyHop, where we both worked, is that you... We had fifteen artists at this nonprofit who were all coming together with an idea that we needed to pitch to to our to the upper management, business management yeah. and uh, and you looked I, I saw all of this happening. You're like looking around and nobody's stepping up to like pull everyone into a document or like to to make this sort Real. of movement yeah. yeah and all of a sudden you're just like okay if no one else is going to do it I'm going to do it and you, you always in every situation I've seen you in you take the responsibility that nobody else wants to take and you have a capacity to do it in a way that everyone agrees with where everyone's like yeah duh Trevor should be doing that but then you never no one like outside of the group sees you doing it because you're ninja mode yeah And so, like, I want to, like, half the reason I bring you on here, I'm really good at being like, this is what I do, and I'm taking all the credit for it, you know? And I think that you, as an INFJ as well, introverted, intuitive, extroverted feeler, you see the vision that some people don't see, and then you cultivate um, the community, and you're pulling in things that people just don't see as important, because you can see... The end result and what is needed to get there, uh-huh. and so I think it's really brilliant. Like your brilliance is silent in a lot of ways. That is one of the reasons I wanted to bring you onto the podcast because I'm like people just don't get to see it. Yeah, that's the whole point. Is <laughs> that it's like it's ninja pulling the strings in the background. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't like yeah. attention, but he gets the shit done. And I think. um I'm pushing you all the time to be more upfront and seen, and like get on, get on Instagram, get on TikTok, like just be, of, seen as an artist, and that's so hard. And I think you're doing really well. I have no problem sharing my art. I mean, see you as a human with your face, like I'm like on your posts. I'm like, dude, just you gotta, you know, pretty, like uh, I I always what did I say? I say, people. I don't. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. (laughs) 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 sorry what were you gonna say um
1: i don't know i yeah i think you're right i think i just i always sensed that this thing could maybe blast off and whatever this like there's a there's a rich community in this city salt lake city that's uh, in my opinion doesn't have you know the right channels to like come together there's not a ton of
0: avenues support. are you talking about support from people with influence and money
1: no i'm more just talking about people coming together around like actual artists, art and creativity and art people that want to be around arts and stuff. it's just like...
0: Right, there's these little pockets that are underground. And it's almost like we find... In Salt Lake City, it's been always a pride and joy to be a part of a pocket that's underground. Like, I've always had this thing against Kilby Court. Hmm. Because it's like, I felt like I wasn't cool enough to be there. Huh. Interesting. I didn't like that.
1: I mean, that's probably a projection there. Probably, like...
0: It's a projection, but it's also... A good canvas for the for the protection
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe people that away about this thing but
0: well, yeah maybe but if you're hearing this you're invited yeah yeah as long as you're a good vibe right right yeah don't <laughs> you're a loser don't come no i'm just kidding we all think we're losers
1: um i don't know i just i just saw you know we had this huge building that's it needs to be a community hub and it is it totally is and um, the building's slated to be demolished. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the real question is, will the momentum live on? And
0: we're just shatter again. It's not going to shatter.
1: I don't know. It's too we're, soon to say. We're not going to let it. Um, but I think what's it feels like it's a cultural movement. Yeah. And it's around. Kind of immersive community artistic experiences um, and upcycled art, uh, repurposing objects, found stuff, and making beauty out of trash. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, it's like you build this community that's centered around really important principles of love, respect, safety, consent, um, freedom of expression. Um, and if that, if there's a symbol or like a center around those things, then it attracts more of those things and it becomes known for that thing and then it's this values that we celebrate and we uphold and we protect and we we just nurture that and like that just becomes a cultural pillar Mm -hmm. you know and I want that to break out of the underground and become a mainstream concept in the city because that's what we need we need spaces where that's what it's about Not, oh, we're going to some bar where there's, like, cool music all the time. That's cool. Yeah. But, like, what this is is... A playground. It's it's around... It's just a bigger concept.
0: I envision this place that people can go and immediately feel inspired. I mean you're walking around, everything you're seeing is art, everyone you're seeing is an artist. Uh, even when you're not an artist and you walk into there, your childlike wonder comes back alive. Right. It's- and yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like this
1: goodness that that yeah, that the innocence of a play. And, and wonder and imagination and magic like it's like that's what it's all about and the greater it succeeds and the more people it resonates with the more that becomes a part of the collective psyche and the culture and that's just what this world needs is yeah. to protect that innocence that we all have from birth that's stamped out by our egoic demands and the society that's
0: putting us into these boxes and which i think yeah we've been talking about this a lot and i think it's like we come from a little bit of a different arena me and you when it comes to this type of conversation where it's like we're not here being like Capitalism needs to be destroyed. Like, this is the worst thing ever. It's more about, just like with psychology, it's not about policing the negative thoughts and ripping apart what is already established in your psyche. It's about introducing what's been missing, introducing the right, shadow, right. introducing to create balance, not to rip it into another tyrannical system. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like, how can
1: childlike joy and wonder? ride on the wings of capitalism right and like reach as many people as possible right yeah yeah see that's sick wouldn't that be great (laughs) (laughs) and it's like it's the artist that can try yeah He can really try and like i think the people that the more people that resonate with that concept like the more it
0: can grow and actually have potential to materialize in a sustainable way. You see, I love this. So, like, I was going to bring this up earlier. This is perfect time where we're kind of coming to a, a natural close, and there is, like with the show last night, you had, what, 31 artists in the show? Yeah. Which is a lot. Yeah. And there was, like, this quick turnaround where you brought all this in. It was all under $300, and it was advertised as a space... What did you say last night? It was for purchasing, like it's a Co- transactional. Yeah. Come find something that you resonate with. Yeah, and buy it. Yeah. For relatively inexpensive, where we get. I love that because it's. You're doing two things. You're giving space for artists who might not have $5,000 pieces ready or whatever and are just really excited about some of these littler, smaller things. And it gives them a place where they can. Feel a part of something bigger. And then it also, it gives them a space to be seen, even if they're just starting in a certain way. And I think you could keep doing these and have different, you know, renditions of it. This one was on paper. Yeah. That was the
1: works on paper,
0: works on paper. And, and I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time articulating exactly what I'm saying. I just think that this is a, uh, sure. People do art galleries all the time, but this felt so strong where it made everyone feel like a professional artist yeah and i loved that and yeah. then people were buying stuff dude. yeah that was cool and it was like this is it this is the artists and the and the non-artists coming together this is the transaction of energy happening here mm-hmm. where it's like money is just representing like i value this moment you've captured and i want it in my life yeah and it was really cool and i'm like it made me so excited for even if it's not our oddstar studios in the future but what you're doing to create that it's this fear of money that artists have in this weird complex around the exchange and all this stuff it's like part of what you're bringing is a healing of that in salt lake as well salt Mm -hmm. lake has this idea it's like oh it's art well i'm not gonna spend money on art like oh it's is the is the show free um (laughs) you know what i mean that's like a part of the culture here in a weird way and it's we've got to fix that where it's like um this scene is artists supporting artists. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Which is yeah. I just I think I just said a lot of random stuff, but I am. I, I was going to say. Knowing this, for anyone listening, and might be in Salt Lake. Can how can they be a part of this next time? Um, yeah, follow us on Instagram, Oddstar Studios.
1: And uh, just
0: at Oddstar Studios.
1: I think there's some underscores. in between the words but yeah give
0: me it and i'll put it in the footnotes yeah
1: yeah um and and also you know whatever what happens to the building uh i think a lot of the artists are looking for a new space
0: yeah and we'll see if the if the boat can keep on rolling cool and i want to give you now your own plug this is like the greater collective plug but where can people find you where can people buy your art you have it online ready for people to buy don't you there's some drawings
1: there's some drawings and stuff on my website that you can order there um none of my paintings are like that um but anyway yeah, it's trevor Dahl, t-r-e-v-o-r-d-a-h-h-h-l that's the instagram and the website's goodhappystuff.com and yeah i got a bunch of paintings and stuff you know if people like them they can just message me or shoot me an email
0: through the website um meaning they can actually purchase off your website some some things but if they are interested in what they're seeing on your instagram and your paintings and stuff yeah like higher you. higher ticket items yeah um
1: bigger stuff yeah. i just i would just rather cultivate like personal relationships through those yeah
0: Um, definitely and I think my goal in having you on here is that people get to know you a little bit and like I've been uh, if anyone watches my videos you see I have three paintings in my living room and they're all Trevor doll and uh, pastel drawings really yeah yeah Yeah, they're not no I said paintings huh sorry I I do that and I call movies TV and I call TV movies (laughs) but it's changed my the feeling in my room, yeah. Cool. So much. Yes. I look up at this every day, and I'm like, I feel like there's a deity watching over me. Yeah. And it's lovely, dude. And I asked, like, I was with you when you painted it, and so it feels like well, I I was, it was your request. It was my request, yes. and we were in the moment together. Yeah. We were in that God moment together. Yeah. And then you so said,
1: "Paint." I said, "Give me some stuff," and he said animal deity yeah and then i just made that tiger drawing
0: yeah and uh, that's cool that's a cool piece yeah. it is i love it dude it's like yeah. it's like Wow. <laughs> yeah 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 but it has this compassion in his eyes too that's crazy anyway yeah. <laughs> um all right i feel like we accomplished some good goals in this conversation is there anything else you, any last uh words or anything we forgot
1: no <laughs>
0: I feel good about it yeah Yeah. cool well thanks so much for hanging out with me it's fun to have these types of conversations with you because it formalizes our conversation in a certain way that it feels right. different and it's cool yeah, yeah. And this is stuff we talk about all the time but maybe I interrupt less <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I interrupt a pretty, pretty good amount because um, in part like when we're not recording I interrupt all the time dude like I'm tangential yeah Anyway, awesome. That's Thank- okay. Love you dude. Love you too. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. Catch catch us next time. Me, potentially us. Yeah. Next time. I'm sure. Sure we'll do it again. Yeah, cool. All right. Thanks.
1: Bye. Peace. <laughs>